So in this session, I'm going to be talking about sales and marketing alignment. This is one of those topics that I guess for me over the last three and a half decades spent within marketing has been one of the most constant tussles and challenges that I've faced. Uh, maybe it's a personal thing to me, but I think talking to a lot of other marketers and salespeople this feels like it's a little bit of a common theme. So if you're working in an organization, no matter what size, this could be an issue that could be worth you attending to and, and trying to figure out actually why there is a very interesting dynamic, and I'm going to use the word interesting in a positive sense, uh, dynamic between salespeople and marketers. Let's explore in this session why that might be, and also really importantly, what you can do to consider improving potentially the relationship. So what we're going to look at is how marketers and business developers, uh, account managers, salespeople, anyone really in communications in the sales, uh, business development or marketing arena can work more effectively together. And for me, over the years, I've really kind of struck one core theme that I think is at the heart of successful working in alliance. And this really is working together towards a common goal. So whether it's strategically looking at a longer term uh, viewpoint from both perspectives or tactically, so looking to kind of hit the numbers this month, for example, integrating efforts and pointing towards a common goal for me is the one single feature that has a huge potential to bond us together. Now, you'd think, well, that's really, really obvious, isn't it? So why don't we do it? Well, I think we're going to explore in this session how businesses can build their customer base, create new leads at the same time. And of course, that is often what the salesperson's um, narrative is, you know, building customers, developing the relationships, creating new leads from those relationships. And at the same time as thinking about the marketer's remit, which is often ensuring that brand reputation, quality and value that's perceived by the customer are preserved or even enhanced over time. So automatically and already we're starting to see some differences here. So whilst we might all be working towards nominally a common goal, actually what we're talking about here is that actually we've got different perspectives we've got different objectives so it's no wonder that we aren't really necessarily naturally focused on the same thing so for me this is where it gets interesting and i've got this little quote marketers are from venus salespeople are from mars it doesn't matter which planet you decide to um, align each of those different categories with it just feels like sometimes we are coming from completely different planets. And whilst, you know, we're there to represent the business, we're there to ensure the business can grow profitably. We're looking to give great value. We're looking to give something back to our communities and to our customers and our partners. It still feels like there's a big, big difference. And so one of the things I've been fascinated about over the years, really, is to kind of do a bit of a deeper dive into well, why might this be? You know, because if we're all there kind of trying to do what's right for the customer, and let's face it, salespeople and marketers do, and also do what's right for the business, well, yes, because we all want to see growth, we all want to see, you know, development of our own careers, but there still feels as though there's a bit of a difference. So what is going on here? 
Well, if we first of all start with the concept of strategy. Now, when I define strategy, if you've listened to any of my sessions before, you'll know that I'm talking about a longer term horizon. So kind of looking out into the future. So strategic kind of vision, if you like, is something that looks to the um, medium to longer term. So we're looking out. And, and what drives salespeople typically Okay, if we start to think about that is, well, often monthly targets, you know, the sales manager or the sales directors constantly pushing, trying to motivate them to hit this month's targets, because as a salesperson, if you don't do that, you're going to be struggling. Now, of course, that is true. But where's the strategic perspective with that? It's very hard if you're being incentivized with bonuses and with, um, you know, kind of incentives around the package that you're offered as a salesperson, very hard to then say, OK, well, I'm equally interested in the longer term, because actually what I'm being rewarded for and constantly reinforced for is the short term gains. And of course, those are important, but it's no wonder then with marketing people being incentivized towards building longer term brand equity that we actually are pointing in slightly different directions from a salesperson's perspective, of course, building customer relationships is vital. There's no way you can be an effective salesperson without a strong set of relationships with the customers who you're interacting with. From a marketer's perspective, of course, it's far more interesting to be looking at customer satisfaction. So a tangible measure of actually how happy the customers are, because we're some point and often in most cases, some point distant from the actual relationship. Yes, we can support and help foster that relationship, but generally it's the salesperson who is at the coalface, actually you know, meeting face-to-face -face or virtually or on the phone too, that particular salesperson, um, that particular customer rather. So the marketing perspective is much more about, well, how are we performing in the relationship? Whereas from the salesperson's perspective, it's actually about how we're building that relationship. So again, there another thing that is both both the customer focused, both are seeing value from the customer, but they are different perspectives on that uh, interaction and that engagement. From a sales perspective, strategically, we're often looking at sales plans. So those will be very driven by objective goals. So the sales figures, profitability, margin, revenue um, generation, um, seeing what the value is, average value per customer, for example. From a marketer's perspective, it's much more further upstream. So rather than actually necessarily being responsible for conversions, i.e. turning interest into an actual sale. And from a marketer's perspective, yes, we might support that with the materials and assets we create, but generally our remit is to enhance lead generation. So further upstream in the customer's journey and the customer's experience. Now, clearly there are crossovers here. And you know, in an ideal world, both parties, marketing and sales, would be talking to each other. And we're going to come on to, you know, how you might do that more effectively in a minute. But what I'm doing here is just really highlighting that even though we talk customer, even though we talk, you know, financials, even though we talk goals, we're coming at this from different angles. Strategically, um, what we might be looking for in a salesperson here is, yeah, one eye on the competition, um, but actually looking at the competition as 
you know, somebody who we are going to encounter potentially on a day-to-day -day basis, or there will be little kind of quotes coming out from customer conversations about, well, competitor does this. Can you offer me a really good price on that? Because competitors are offering it to me. So the real granular detail, whereas from a marketing perspective, we kind of take a more holistic view because we're one step removed often from the competition. So we might be monitoring their social media. We might be seeing them at launches or events or monitoring some of their campaigns. So we'll have some facts and some data around it, but our view of the competition tends to be more holistic. It tends to be at a higher level, less granular, less detailed than potentially a salesperson. Now, it's not saying either option is wrong. And actually, if you were to take a, a more sort of general management view of this, well, wouldn't it be great if sales and marketing got along and both actually contributed both sides of the equation to the mix? Because wouldn't we want both when we're building strategies and plans? So what do sales and marketing actually then think about each other? Well, I mean, certainly sales thinks about marketing that it spends all day doing social media posts. I mean, come on, if you're in a sales role, that's probably what you think marketing is doing. And it's become more and more prevalent as marketers talk more and more about the value of social media. Um, you know, a salesperson probably thinks it takes forever to design and write sales materials. You know, I asked for that material before Christmas and here you are, you're still talking about it and I still haven't got it. For goodness sake, it's only designing and writing some materials. Surely that's your job. Yeah. And of course, as marketing sales would think, well, you just really sit in an ivory tower and you don't live in the tough real world like I do. You know, we're having to face customers and all these inquiries and challenges every day, whereas you're sat in there doing your social media posts. You're so removed from the real world. And actually, to be fair, you really probably don't have any idea what a real customer is and actually what their pain points are. And what wouldn't it be great if you actually came out on some sales visits with me? Hey, there's something of a novel idea that a salesperson possibly would challenge you back with. Um, and also, I think a lot of salespeople will be saying, and I've heard this time and time again, well, actually, you know, you're in a supporting role marketing because, you know, you're not accountable like we are for business growth. And it feels when you kind of hear those things that, well, from a marketing perspective, that's possibly kind of misinterpreting the value that marketing could bring. But also then there's a responsibility for marketers to say, well, OK, we might take some of that on the chin. But, well, let me show you some evidence of the value that we really do bring, because some of those things are maybe a bit of a misinterpretation. But if we really honestly sit there and listen to this feedback, often that is how we're being perceived, not only by sales, but often by the rest of the organization too. So isn't that interesting? And what about what marketing thinks about sales? Well, I mean, often marketers will be challenging salespeople to say, all you do is you're just a deal maker. You're just doing deals to hit targets, whatever the cost. And then as marketers, we've got to pick up the pieces because oh, it's going to erode the value that our brand has. And now we're into a price war. So we've now got to revisit all the pricing of our products and services. Oh, and goodness me, as a salesperson, you're just constantly asking for random things for a single customer and making it sound like it's really important. Whereas actually what we as marketers are trying to do is, you know, create some really, really strong, smart materials that are going to help everybody. 
And also another challenge might be from marketing would say, well, actually, you really fail to understand the value of digital marketing. You're out there making your phone calls, doing your um, your follow up calls in um, face to face when actually you could be saving a lot of time doing it like we do as marketing by you know using the value of digital marketing. LinkedIn, for example, why are you not networking through LinkedIn more? You know, so challenging from our perspective how you actually do your job. Hmm. And of course, a marketer might also then challenge that, well, look, you know, we're here under all these kind of restrictions, things like data protection and advertising standards and GDPR, whereas you're just a lawn to yourself. You know, you can do sales off the back of any kind of rules that you set for yourself. Hmm. Do you note a, note a little bit of uh, cynicism and bitterness there in some people in a marketing role in terms of the way they think about sales? And often what I've heard as well as feedback is that, oh, well, sales, they just sell products instead of the value of solutions. In other words, if they can hit their targets this month by selling product X, Y and Z, well, actually what they're doing is they're just selling products X, Y and Z. Whereas actually if they join those and bundle those together with products A, B and C as well, then they'd have a solution which is higher value, better margin, more valuable to the customer, but they just don't get it because they're just selling product. So can you see these two elements are starting to cause, well, no amount of friction if this is a, a long-held belief from both perspectives. So we've actually got a bit of a challenge on our hands here, haven't we? You know, different perspectives, different views of the world. We're still talking about the same things. It's only we're talking about them with a little bit of cynicism and often a misinterpretation of actually the fact that the other side, if we were to call them that, marketing v sales or sales v marketing, are actually really professional and really good at what they do. The level of misunderstanding often comes because of the misinterpretation of the value that the other side is bringing. In other words, sales don't really understand how good marketing are about the things that they do. And marketing, I don't really understand what marketing does because, well, marketing speaks, marketing speak, and we're salespeople. So it's the responsibility of both parties, in my view, to think about how to create some bridges now, how are we going to create these bridges? So this is what I want to talk about. If we identify that there's a problem here, but we can start to move forward in solving it. So first step I would suggest is to have one cohesive strategy. In other words, have one vision, have one mission statement, have one set of goals that are joined up, that within that strategy, we see a set of activities and you can decide what those activities are and how they integrate and align with each other, whereby there is a really kind of symbiotic relationship. In other words, sales need marketing and marketing needs sales. And both sides, because of symbiosis, understand that they cannot fully function at the highest level without the other party. Now, that to me is the single way forward that will give you the biggest gain certainly from my experience. Now, if you have other views and other um, sort of experiences, then yeah, please factor those in too. But I will say that, you know, in whichever sector you're operating in, and I will take my view from quite a number of different sectors, from manufacturing to production, to uh, retail, to um, high tech and IT, and I will say across all of those different sectors, we actually have, you know, very, very different little kind of nuances within each. 
the, the, the working together to one cohesive strategy has been the single, single thing that has taken you know, the relationship in the right direction in, in the, the quickest time and to best effect. So what else can you do? Well, within that, you can certainly align monthly targets. So if sales have a particular set of targets for next month, what about the marketing targets then being in support of those and aligned with them? So focused on a particular customer segment or a particular persona or a particular set of data and records from within the customer relationship management system that you are both working to. And then actually marketing can do its part to drive the leads and inquiries, to provide the conversion support, to provide the follow-up after the sale. And sales can go in with those same target customers off the back of that marketing activity, following the same targets. And of course, then you can build on that by saying, well, look, if we agree customer feedback priorities, in other words, if we go into this saying it's not only about the sales targets, but it's actually about ensuring those sales targets also at the same time capture feedback from the customer that is also important and is also relevant. So customer satisfaction score, for example, um, net promoter score, which is always a nice one. If you have a target there that the salesperson is going out, knowing they're gonna secure the deal because they've now got marketing support to help them to do that, but at the same time, they're going to be encouraging the value of that interaction to drive forward the net promoter score, so the measure of customer satisfaction. So they're seeing it as beyond just purely securing the sales or the deal, and they're seeing almost a handover then into customer support or customer service or back into marketing for some kind of VIP loyalty scheme or whatever it happens to be. You can decide what the follow-up after the sale is, but that salespeople understand that handover back because often the, the lead is generated by marketing, passed over to sales, the deal is done, and then it just falls into nothing. So if sales are able then to come and loop back in full circle and actually provide the value back in by introducing this particular customer who's actually purchased this particular solution, and because they did that, and because the value was added, their satisfaction score goes up. But not only that, they pass that connection back via the system or by um, an email or a call, whatever your system and your process is, back into marketing. So marketing and follow up with a, some kind of loyalty program. And that, of course, then joins this thing up into one integrated customer journey. Because from the customer's perspective, what is not to like? I don't just get sold at, but I get some early warning. I get some nice warming up. I then get the sales visit, which is fine because that's okay. It's part of the process. I get my solution made up of products and services. And then I get a contact again back from marketing who started off this relationship with some nice follow-up, some discounts, some loyalty. Do you know, I'm going to talk about this now. And of course, there's the spin-off advocacy so that customer then goes and talks to somebody else. And through word of mouth, you're bringing in high value future repeat business as a result of this activity, which, of course, drives further sales contact, which, of course, supports your marketing. And so you're in this virtuous loop of positive action. And of course, sales knows marketing supporting and marketing knows sales is supporting. And this helps to build one set of smart objectives. If you're not working to the same smart objectives, you are not working together. 
you know, you don't you don't have that bridge between marketing and sales if you're pointing in different directions. And by knowing your role in the process in this integrated customer journey, where there's a process in which sales plays its part, marketing plays its part, customer service plays its part, and any other part of the organization that is relevant to your process, if everyone knows the role, and if there is this kind of this process, this reporting back, not just, oh, we did our sales numbers and not just, oh, marketing did their score, but join together. So there's a single dashboard of reporting so everybody can celebrate everybody else's success. Then perhaps then, if you were to test this out and see that it can work, you could potentially rename everybody involved to being perhaps the business growth team. So rather than saying the marketing team or the sales team or customer service, you really, really act on this cohesive planning and this cohesive activity by calling everyone involved the business growth team. And that in itself kind of changes the mindset, because if you have a business growth team, what are you doing? Well, you're growing the business. You're growing it cohesively. You're growing it in an integrated way. And if you can imagine from the customer's perspective how that looks and feels, well, it's joined up. It's high quality. It's premium value. So there is no real reason to not like this because of the efficiencies, the effectiveness, the timeliness, and just the kind of the, the sort of the smiling faces of everyone involved, because suddenly now everybody gets everybody else's part that they've been trying to play over the years, but in a disjointed way. So at a tactical level, we're talking kind of strategic to that point, but at a tactical level, it gets really interesting because those who were marketers now warm up the marketing uh, the marketplace. And those who were salespeople in this business growth team now lead the customer through their journey. So the marketers warm up the marketplace, they introduce the concepts to the customer, and the salespeople lead them hand-holding them or step-by-step step through their journey. There's nothing really not to like about this. You know, once you start working together and you start seeing that this is a symbiotic relationship where you're working with one set of smart goals through a realistic sales pipeline, you get as a marketer a true understanding of what it's really like being in sales. And if you have one agreed list of priority sectors of messages and as products so that you can pick off the low hanging fruit at the same time as hitting those strategic goals, from a sales perspective, you begin to understand what marketing do and what marketing go through. If you have one campaign schedule, with allocated resources, in other words, joining up the people, the time and the budget, you've got one campaign schedule. So everybody knows the timing. Nobody says, oh, well, we're always waiting for this or that, because everybody's joined up. All the assets and the materials and the requirements of a campaign are created in advance with everybody's agreement. So everybody's bought into the activity. Again, what is not to like? You're aligning people, time, budget, activity, and customer experience into one coordinated schedule. So no longer do you have salespeople, you have business growth people. No longer are marketers, marketers. They're business growth communicators, everybody pointing in the same direction. And one lead generation set of guidelines. In other words, you know, when we're 
actually going out to talk to this particular customer, be it through marketing campaign and or through some sales activity. You know, what we're looking for here is, yeah, we're looking to generate some sales. We are looking to hit the numbers, but at the same time, we're actually looking to build value with that customer's relationship. So we go out, not just to sell, but we go out with some best case goals for enhancing that relationship. We also go out with a kind of a realistic set of expectations because not every customer is going to get it. You know, we don't know who's going to necessarily buy this thing. And at a very, very worst case, this is an opportunity, even if in this particular campaign, we don't hit the sales targets, the information and data gathering that the salesperson can do because they now understand why we'd collect data so we can enhance future campaigns. Even that, at the very worst case, gives us some value from this joined up campaign. So lead generation can be then a circular cyclical activity that really allows us to have a win-win as we go through it. We're capturing data, we're making sales, we're enhancing, we're learning and we're sharing together as one very, very joined up team. So you become stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, I mentioned the, um, the customer journey here, and this is where I really think building the bridges between sales and marketing can really score. So when we look at the, um, the three phases of the customer journey, there's an awareness phase. Both parties have something to play. If you look at the conversion phase where the customer or the prospect rather turns into a customer, so they commit, they buy. And then you look at the retention phase. Again, both parties, sales and marketing, as part of this business growth team, have got a really significant part to play. You know, from a an awareness stage, if you are doing business growth rather than dispersed sales and marketing, you can look at building energy around value propositions. So you don't start talking about product sales and service sales. You talk about value propositions and you begin to communicate, market and sell those because ultimately that is what the customer's after, value of the outcome the difference between their world before and after they've engaged with you. And of course, it allows you as a team to agree and share your core competencies, the things that make you special and unique as an organization, really, really important. And it also allows you to build and enhance social engagement. So no matter what the touch point at this early stage of the customer journey, where you know, you're still helping people to become aware of the value that you're going to bring to them, you know, you can be doing that through multiple channels. Yes, the sales visit, yes, maybe some tech telemarketing, but yes, also through social networks, through events, through competitions, through advertising, whatever it happens to be, to begin that journey for your prospect. So sometimes it's going to be actively listening. And as you listen, either as a salesperson or a marketer, it's about capturing that insight. It's about capturing the little nuances of what customers really need and what they're feeling right now and putting that into a coordinated central system so that everybody can call on it, so that the marketers know the kind of tone of voice and the kind of style that's appropriate for the next campaign. At the same time as the salespersons actually know what to do when they actually go out and speak to the customers and kind of what the hot topics are, what those burning conversations or issues that they want solved. So it really does join things up and it helps everybody, sales and all marketing, to be focusing on customer outcomes, not just products. 
The danger of doing isolated sales and isolated marketing activities is we get swept along by our own stuff. Once you start working together with these kinds of goals, any stage of the customer journey, but particularly at this awareness stage, we can really focus on what difference do we make to our customers? So focusing on their outcomes. And those can be great, great conversations. And it really will foster, you know, faith in the customer's eyes that, you know, you guys are worth dealing with and that you're actually going to give them a lot more value than the competitor down the road. So what you're doing here, working together in this business growth team, is you're driving that prospect towards the conversion stage of their journey. So you're building the faith, you're creating that trust and that level of you know, authenticity and credibility working together. So just before this prospect is ready to convert, and this is where the salesperson gets super excited because it's like, oh, we're nearly there. We nearly got this person over the line. So how is marketing going to support that? And how is sales going to then work with marketing to do this? Well, it's sharing the value through case studies. So if marketing can be sort of facilitating and providing, empowering and engaging and really enticing case studies about customers just like this one we're talking about who have been through this journey before and how delightful delighted they are, how absolutely amazed they were at the value they got, so that the salesperson and the marketer through social media and web can actually share those kinds of examples. That can really be a great way of building that level of trust that the customer needs to commit at this conversion phase. And also it can help the salesperson to answer the barriers to, um, you know, that are potentially, you know, sort of you know, not helping with the closure of this sales deal or this sales encounter. And of course, if sales then feed that back into marketing as part of this business growth team, marketing can learn the kinds of things that it can feed into the mix in the materials, in the website, in social media posts to help those um, encounters, you know, really be facilitated because those questions can be answered in advance. So from the sales perspective, it's about building the relationship, helping that person seamlessly across the line, rather than always having to deal with these barriers. So again, working together allows you to identify and fix any kind of blockages, if you like, to the sales pipeline at that stage. And of course, this is a critical stage, getting somebody over the line from being a prospect into being an actual customer. And this business growth um, activities, working sales and marketing, working hand in hand with these goals, with these targets, taking a, a customer through their journey. It happens really effectively at the retention stage. So on both sides, immediately after that sale, it's all about data capture. So sales and marketing person working really hand in hand to capture the relevant information that's going to allow you to build the loyalty and you know, encourage the advocacy and, and certainly encourage the um, ability to repeat sell and cross sell and upsell after this first purchase into the future. So data capture of the right information, product usage, social media contact information, making sure, particularly if it's a business to business deal, that all of the people who have been part of that deal, their data and their information is held within the system, because you don't know who you're going to need to go back to in the future to encourage further sales. So immediately post sell when that particular customer is really, really receptive to sharing their data and to really working with you because they've seen great value, you are opening up this opportunity for cross selling, upselling, 
and even back selling products, services, and, and solutions of things that they could have had back in the past, but they haven't actually realized they could get from you. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about the obsession with net promoter score. This is, again, where this comes in. How happy is that customer then, having gone through this journey with this joined up sales and marketing team? Well, if you are both, as sales and as marketing, obsessing about your customer satisfaction score, then this is the time to get that feedback from the customer. What did they like? What didn't they like? What would they encourage you to improve next time if you had an interaction with them? And key to the net promoter score is on a scale of zero to 10, how likely are they to recommend you to their peers in the future? And if they score eight plus, then you've got a win in this particular encounter. And of course, because you focused you know, on the customer in this joined up integrated way, there's a very, very good chance this score could be high. And of course, that will then increase and enhance your customer satisfaction index going forward. And then you can both as sales and as marketing begin then to focus on inspiring advocacy, you know, asking for the, um, the sharing of this great experience you know getting into that relationship and really building upon it because it can be very very significant going forward and then together as you review what happened as a salesperson as a marketer in this business growth team integrated together constantly updating as you have interactions both digitally and face to face with this customer going forward both sides of the equation need to be updating constantly the customer relationship management records so that you've got a granular level of detail that can serve future campaigns and future sales visits so it really is truly a win-win scenario when you start working together, because if you think of it in this way and you've got your customer journey that's kind of sitting between the two of you and you're focused on that, you're focused on fueling that from your perspective, you're both adding value, not only into the customer's experience, but of course, into the relationship that you have working together between you. So it is hugely powerful and it will come to fruition when you do your evaluation, your reporting and your sharing. So you need to be then understanding when you play this back in your team meetings as this new business growth team, integrating sales, marketing and others who are involved, make sure you're playing everything back against your common strategic goals. Make sure everybody broadly understands your growth metrics that you're analysing. So, yes, in the old days, it was how much sales and product did we get and how much revenue did we bring in? But nowadays, what we're looking for now is a coordinated view. So it is the things of value. So net promoter score. It is the things about how much revenue did we bring in and what was the average you know, cost of that revenue in terms of serving that customer. And very much looking at this as a process improvement at every step. So I would be thinking, you know, it might be wise to bring in something like balance scorecard, because, of course, that, that does have the financial measures that everybody's going to need here in business, but also balances that really quite nicely with a continuous learning. It balances also with the human nature of this interaction between sales and marketing. And really importantly, it helps to facilitate development of the process of working together. So you can continuously prioritize an improvement plan and then celebrate rewarding each other as one team as you go. 
So there's a lot to celebrate here. If you can strike this nice balance between the two of you, working together with this constant sort of thing that you're both fueling in between you that can be measured and monitored and that you begin then to celebrate the successes so that sales are celebrating a success of sales and marketing working together. And any kind of traditional marketing success is actually celebrated as a contribution that sales are brought into it as well. So you don't have isolated team-centric goals and rewards and, and celebration. You are literally, literally working together as one team. And so really what's happening here, just to sum up kind of the scenario that we're playing here, you know, this will really replace cold calling and cold sales and marketing with warm calling, joined up calling, joined up interactions, joined up conversations and joined up campaigns that are really warming the marketplace up to the great value that you provide. And so if we do call the sales and marketing teams, the business growth team, we can really see this as pointing in one direction. And that one sole focus is growing the relationship with the customer, growing the revenues, growing the marketing presence and growing your brand in a sustainable way into the future. And the final point, really, which kind of brings this bridge of working as sales and marketing together really nicely, I would say, is that even without a sale, every prospect or customer interaction is a golden moment for capturing data and information that can be used the very next time you want to contact that particular customer. And so whether that comes via an interaction with sales or an interaction with marketing, data capture, adding value to customer so that both the sales side and the marketing side working together as a business growth team can see value in the role and the part that they're playing in this equation. So that's it. That's what I would say would be a really, really good way of beginning to think about how you can integrate your sales and marketing functions and activities into one joined up team.